Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. This is the Wikipedia page for Drag Queen. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. Please subscribe. Not only that, give us suggestions like Jim Smock did. Jim Smock gave us the suggestion of Drag Queen, which we're reading right now. Also, Jim Smock gave us some advice about how to run the show, which I'll be ignoring. Thank you so much, Jim. I'm not ignoring you at all. (laughs) But thanks for the suggestion for Drag Queen, Jim. I adore it. Yeah, we won't be covering this whole article. It's super long. It was really hard to decide what to include and what not to include. So please visit this article to get the rest of it. Yeah, because there's lots of gold in this article. It's awesome. Great suggestion. Here we go. Drag queen. A drag queen is a person, usually male, who uses drag clothing and makeup to imitate and often exaggerate female gender signifiers and gender roles for entertainment purposes. Historically, drag queens have usually been gay men and have been a part of gay culture. People do drag for reasons ranging from self-expression to mainstream performance. Drag shows frequently include lip-syncing, live singing, and dancing. They typically occur at LGBT pride parades, drag pageants, cabarets, carnivals, and nightclubs. Drag queens vary by type, culture, and dedication, from professionals who star in films and spend a lot of their time in their drag personas, to people who do drag only occasionally. Women who dress as men and entertain by imitating them are called drag kings. Those who do occasional drag may be from other backgrounds than the LGBT community. There is a long history of folkloric and theatrical cross-dressing that involves people of all orientations. Not everyone who does drag at some point in their lives is a drag queen or a drag king. All right, now we're going to skip down all the way through history, which begins with ancient Greece, but we're going to skip all the way to nightclubs, which is a little bit more contemporary. I will say that the picture of Kuka McQueer, the Tunisian drag queen, is amazing. Yeah. History. Nightclubs. In the early to mid-1900s, female impersonation had become tied to the LGBT community and thus criminality, so it had to change forms and locations. It moved from being popular mainstream entertainment to something done only at night in disreputable areas, such as San Francisco's Tenderloin. Here, female impersonation started to evolve in what we today know as drag and drag queens. Drag queens such as Jose Saria and Alicia Brivard first came to prominence in these clubs. People went to these nightclubs to play with the boundaries of gender and sexuality, and it became a place for the LGBT community, especially gay men, to feel accepted. 
As LGBT culture has slowly become more accepted in American society, drag has also become more, though not totally, acceptable in today's society. In the 1940s and 1950s, Arthur Blake was one of the few female impersonators to be successful in both gay and mainstream entertainment, becoming famous for his impersonations of Betty Davis, Carmen Miranda, and Eleanor Roosevelt in nightclubs. At the invitation of the Roosevelts, he performed his impersonation of Eleanor at the White House. He impersonated Davis and Miranda in the 1952 film Diplomatic Courier. By the way, everyone, if you stick around to the end of the episode, I will give you the best drag queen name I've ever thought of. Nobody is using it. And if you want it, it is yours. Use it and let me know. And if I can, I'll come out and see you. But I'll tell you at the end of the show. Protests. The Cooper Donuts Riot was a May 1959 incident in Los Angeles in which drag queens, lesbians, transgender women, and gay men rioted. It was one of the first LGBT protests in the United States. I think they were going to have to read that page because it's called the Cooper Donuts Riot. (laughs) It is a good name. The Compton's Cafeteria Riot, which involved drag queens and others, occurred in San Francisco in 1966. It marked the beginning of transgender activism in San Francisco. On the 17th of March, 1968, in Los Angeles, to protest entrapment and harassment by the Los Angeles Police Department, two drag queens known as the Princess and the Duchess held a St. Patrick's Day party at Griffith Park, a popular cruising spot and a frequent target of police activity. More than 200 gay men socialized through the day. Drag queens were also involved in the Stonewall Riots, a series of spontaneous violent demonstrations by members of the LGBT community against a police raid that took place in the early morning hours of the 28th of June, 1969, at the Stonewall Inn located in the Greenwich Village neighborhood of Manhattan, New York City. The riots are widely considered to be the catalyst for the gay liberation movement and the modern fight for LGBT rights in the United States. That's true. And there were also some trans women there who did a lot of the fighting. So thank you to them. I've been to the Stonewall Inn. There's a pool table and uh, I've kicked some butt there. During the summer of 1976, a restaurant in Fire Island Pines, New York, denied entry to a visitor in drag named Terry Warren. When Warren's friends in Cherry Grove heard what had happened, they dressed up in drag and on the 4th of July 1976, sailed to the Pines by water taxi. This turned into a yearly event where drag queens go to the Pines called the Invasion of the Pines. That's great. (laughs) Politics. In 1961... Drag queen Jose Saria ran for the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, becoming the first openly gay candidate for public office in the United States. In 2019, Mabe A. Girl became the first drag queen elected to public office in the United States when she was elected to the Silver Lake Neighborhood Council. Wikilisten, you can support us by listening to this message while you fight for your rights. Thank you for listening to that message, everybody. Now let's don our wigs and mascara and our super long eyelashes and get going. In education. While drag queens are entertainers, they play a role in educating people on gender roles and stereotyping. Professor Stephen Schacht 
of Pittsburgh State University of New York began introducing his and his students' experiences of attending a drag show to his gender sexualities class to challenge his students' ideas of dichotomy. Over time, he began inviting students to attend with him. He gathered from his students that after attending the drag show, they had a new appreciation for gender and sexuality and often became very vocal about their new experiences in the classroom. Also, some of them got pregnant. Uh, what? I'm just kidding. That part didn't happen. With children, Nina West, Drag Race Season 11 contestant and winner of Miss Congeniality and producer of Drag is Magic, an EP of children's music about the art form, says she hopes to inspire them to dream big, be kind, and be their perfect selves. West feels the art form is an opportunity for children to get creative and think outside the boxes us silly adults have crafted for them. Marty Gold Cummings said something similar when a video of them performing Baby Shark at a drag brunch event went viral. Anyone who thinks drag isn't for children is wrong, said Cummings. Drag is expression, and children are such judgment-free beings. They don't really care about what you're wearing, just what you're performing. As of May 2019, the video has been viewed over 806,000 times. West responded to critics who question if children are too young to experience drag, saying, quote, it is an opportunity for anyone, including and especially children, to reconsider the masks we are all forced to wear daily. West added, quote, Children are inundated with implicit imagery from media about what is boy and what is girl, and I believe that almost all kids are really less concerned about playing with a toy that's supposedly aligned to their gender and more concerned with playing with toys that speak to them. John Casey, an adjunct professor at Wagner College in New York City, posits in The Advocate, Drag queens are incredibly talented and they are trying to live their lives and in the process brighten the lives of those around them. That's the message parents should be communicating to their kids at any age. It's all about acceptance and being loved for who you are. Separately from kids watching drag, the phenomenon of drag kids is relatively recent. Vague. The New York Times notes that as of September 2019, there are over 100 public drag children in the U.S., with Desmond is Amazing as the one with the most followers. The mainstream access to drag queens on television exponentially increased in 2009 when RuPaul's Drag Race started airing. Citation needed. However, as of 2022, exposing kids to drag has become somewhat controversial. Lawmakers in states such as Arizona, Florida, <laughs> and Texas are attempting to ban minors from attending drag shows and punish parents who expose their kids to drag. These attempts to ban minors from watching drag are based on allegations of drag being a form of perversion and hypersexualization. Those who disagree have, have argued that drag queens provide a safe and creative environment for young children, especially LGBTQ plus children and are a source of both education and entertainment. Storytime in libraries. In December 2015, Radar Productions and Michelle T. developed the concept of Drag Queen Story Hour, launched at the San Francisco Public Library. Drag Queen Story Hour was adopted by the Brooklyn Public Library in the summer of 2016 and has since traveled to various libraries, museums, bookstores, recreation centers, and parks across the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom. Such events sometimes prompt opposition against the libraries and organizers. In one instance in California, 
Men belonging to the far-right group known as the Proud Boys arrived in a group and disrupted the event by shouting homophobic and transphobic phrases at the crowd. The county sheriff's office opened a hate crime investigation into the incident due to the nature of the disruption. Well, everybody, that is the end of everything that we're reading about drag queens. But I encourage you to check out the page. It is great. It's really interesting. And there are amazing pictures. Enjoy it as much as you can. Oh, my gosh. There is a picture of a drag queen from the 1910s named Julian Eltinga. Eltinge, maybe? Julian Eltinge. And it is great because it's one of those super old timey photos. It's pretty cool. That's all. I like her feathers and I like her doily neck. Yeah. A good doily neck will really do it to you. Wow. I think we have to enter the Eurovision Song Contest because it keeps coming up. It does keep coming up. By the way, there's a drag queen who was the winner of the Eurovision Song Contest. Great. <laughs> so we gotta gotta do that. This has been the Wikipedia page for Drag Queen. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your love for everyone. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it.